Welcome to another episode of The Solar Buzz with me, David Williamson. Today, my guest, my guest is Jimmy Esparza. Hello, how's What's it going? Up? Jimmy Esparza. Hey, welcome What's to up? the podcast. Uh, we're really grateful to be in the podcast, man. Thank you for the space. Appreciate that. No problem. So, <laughs> Jimmy Esparza, what's your company name? Uh, Renewable Power USA. Renewable Power USA. It used to be called Renewable Power AZ Yep. when you were only focused on AZ. And then some, some mentor, some genius told you, yeah. hey, you can't have AZ in there. You got to, that way you can go into other markets. Who is that guy? Um, the guy that's actually right next to me. Oh, that's me, isn't that's, it? Yeah, Senor David. Pretty smart. Uh-huh. Um, a couple of tips are too. Yep. Speaking of, uh, speaking of pretty smart, I have some notes here. Yeah. Um, you're, uh, you've said these things before, and I want to make sure I'm quoting you right. Uh, you've said before that, uh, you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. 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 Yeah, we got cool, yep. cool. And uh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Okay, yep. so we're going to keep a count of those. Let's do it. All right. We're going to do a count and we'll see look. how many times we do it. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to see how, do a bet. We're, we're gonna see how many times you do it subconsciously. <laughs> Renewable Power uh, USA, but Renewable Power in general has been around for how many years now? We have been partner, uh, as partners for five years and a half already. Okay, five, uh, five years as that company, but not, that's, not only, that's not your only experience in the solar space. You've been in solar for how long? Seven years. Seven years. Started okay. off with Solar City and then emerged to Tesla, and then you guys conv- convinced me to come over with you guys. Right, and you were working <laughs> mostly in the Yuma market for the longest time, right? Yeah. And you had a, a you, I mean, you still have people in Yuma, right? You still guys, yeah. That's, but you guys are outpacing Yuma in other markets, aren't you? Yeah, we're doing Florida. Uh, we had a team in uh, El Paso and in Austin, um, and we're trying to, you know, integrate more leaders around, you know, all the states that you guys are in, which right. is 18 states. So you yes, guys, sir. you have a lot of like Spanish speaking reps, right? Yeah, my business is sixty percent English and forty percent Spanish. Um, you know. Really, you know that's funny. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you had more Hispanic uh, reps. Um, you, I mean, it's it's a forty percent. It's increasing, but we do have a lot of English reps. Yeah. Okay. So. But are you talking about like uh, guys that are like from uh, are Latino guys but speak English, or are you talking about like you only have forty percent of the reps only speak Spanish? No, most of them are, are Latinos. They're from, uh, you know, S- Central America. They're from also, you know, Mexico, from all around, you know, pretty much uh, the Latino side of it, Colombia, right. Venezuela. And the reason why I'm asking these questions is because the the Spanish-speaking market for solar is, uh, even though it's still it's still growing and people know yeah. that there's a there's a lot of money to be made and there's a lot of sales to be made, uh, I don't think we are the that the industry has tried hard enough to cater to, the, like, the sale for like the people that would prefer to be sold in Spanish. I sold cars a long time ago and um, I'd be on the car lot and you know, I speak a little Spanish, but yeah. um, this guy would drive up on the lot and I'm like, Hey, can I help you? And he's like, Oh, no hablo inglés. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, yo puedo ayudarte si quieres. I'm like, Oh, they go, you speak it. You speak Spanish. I'm like, yeah, if you want. And then he would switch right back to English. He's like, yeah, I speak English. I just, I just want to talk to a white person. Yeah. But as soon as he knows he, he can speak his own language, if he chooses to, there was a comfort level. So yeah, I think absolutely. a homeowner, I think a homeowner talking to um, a Hispanic person, if they're Hispanic, in their own language, but they go back and forth English, I think that has a lot more comfort, it's a lot more trust. Don't you think it's an easier sale in that way? Absolutely. Yeah, it makes a tons of a difference, just like you said. Nothing, you know, that we're against, like, you know, talking to somebody's white or somebody who's from another, you know, right. um, 
another race is because they feel a lot more comfortable, right? Like right. a good thing. Um, I, I lived in Mexico for, you know, almost half, of, half of my life, you know? So it's like, I was back and forth from uh, San Diego and Tijuana. So I think I can relate a lot, you know, with, uh, not just Mexicans, but also like Latinos around, you know, around the, the United States. Cause they live like a similar life. Right. So, um, which they migrated to the United States and then hard, it's hard for them to actually be comfortable with, uh, you know, adapting to this new, um, uh, culture right which is totally i mean not too different but you know it is a transition that you go through you know and um and they feel comfortable they like that you right. know, somebody, you know, so. and that sale that solar sale is made based on a lot of trust and yes. if your solar sales rep is trained properly and they understand kilowatt hours versus kilowatt and they understand you know sun hours and they understand like the financing aspect those reps can make a lot of money and help a lot of people in solar absolutely you know, 100%, you know, they, they learn it in their language. Like we have a platform where, you know, it's English and it's and in Spanish, you know, where we could teach them. We have scripts. We have pretty much um, everything that I've learned throughout the years. Like I started off doing uh, door-to-door sales, you mm-hmm. know, mainly our business to door-to-door. Uh, we do have some virtual space as well, but we are catering to a lot of Hispanics. And, uh, you know, so, so we they can learn on their language and they can, you know, bring in more, um, you know, customers in Spanish. Yeah. Right. And um, the, the Spanish community in general is a more... I mean, I hate saying it, but I don't say like white people don't like each other, but there, it's a close knit community. Like there's a lot of families that live close by yeah. in the same areas. And so if you can, it's, I think it's probably a little bit easier to get referrals, don't you think? Yeah, because it's it, one of the core values is from, you know, from Hispanics is family, right? Like it's one of the big thing where it's like they're really together. They don't trust anybody if they don't know a family member and, right. you know, they're really close. So I think that's a. Uh, that's a pretty big, uh, pretty a good niche for everybody, which is like get those referrals from, uh, you know, right. Latinos. Yeah. So, uh, so the markets that you're primarily in, obviously based, you live here, right? You still live in Arizona? Yeah, I live in Arizona. I go back and forth to Florida. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be coming here to, uh, to the Phoenix area too. So probably within the next month. You're going to be moving to Phoenix? Yeah, man. How about that? Yeah, yeah you're going to be here all the time. All the time. You're I'm going to, I'm going to move to Yuma then <laughs> so I can get away. Um, yeah. So that's cool. I didn't know you were going to move here. So you live right now in San Luis or no? Where do you uh, live in? No, I live in Yuma. You live in Yuma in City? Yuma, okay. Yeah, in Yuma City at the moment. That's where my primary home, you know, for tax, where I file taxes is. Gotcha. Okay. Where you, oh, you file taxes. Good <laughs> yeah. for you, huh? I haven't heard of that in a while. Um, so uh, Florida, who, where's your biggest concentration in Florida? Is, is it in Miami? Is it in Orlando? Or what's the, where's the most, uh, most amount of deals that you guys do? Um, it started off in Orlando and then it merged to uh, Miami, but I think it's pretty... We're pre- they're pretty tight as far as volume. Okay. Um, so Orlando and Miami are the biggest um, uh, areas that we're pretty much And everyone in. knows Miami is a challenge for solar installs. Yeah. I mean, you guys have seen that. The timelines are, are a lot longer in Miami, and that's yeah. because of the all the jurisdictions and all the issues that they have with the, with permitting and all the different inspections. People don't realize there's three different inspections that can happen in Miami. Like there's a roughing inspection, electrical inspection, and a final. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we, we encourage people to sell wherever they want, but if they want fast, fast cycle times, Orlando is the quickest, probably Pensacola, Tampa, and then Jacksonville, then Miami's the last, but yeah. people, if you can set the <laughs> expectation with a customer, like they, they get a good experience as long as you say, Hey man, this is going to take a long time. Yeah. And something to add to that, um, you know, when we start off, when I start off with you guys in Arizona, you guys were like two years and a half in business. And, um, I noticed, you know, it was a transition where we were learning the jurisdiction, we we're learning the cities, we we're building relationships. So they were not as fast as installs, you know, I, as you know, there, they are now, right. Because right. It, it takes some time and, you know, 
for the time that you guys been in uh, in the states, like it's been a good transition. But I think like a lot of people get a little too comfortable with all, all the fast install, then they don't, sometimes don't really understand that you know we're moving along, where things are getting better, we're building those relationships within the city. So it helps me because I see that and I understand that, and help I help my team. Like you know, I tell them, look, this is a story. This is what happened in Arizona, and little by little, we have been transitioning because we build the right relationships, right? You guys are gonna make you saw that in, you saw in Yuma. We had to go through a couple of different branch managers down there till we found Raul. Right? Yeah, he's the best, and yeah, he's good, man. Right, and then we have because of the volume down there, we got to know what is it. There's there's Yuma. And there's wait, there's two different Yumas, like Yuma and then City of Yuma, and then there's San Luis and then Summerton. Is that right? Is there four jurisdictions yep. on there? San Luis Arizona. Yeah, there's four in total. Yeah, yep. so we had to learn to we have to learn how they want to like how they want the inspections and all this stuff. But we got faster and faster on it now. Like no one's gonna beat us in Yuma. Like we yeah. have we've got the this whole area dialed in just like we have it here. But exactly. yeah, newer newer states to us, it does take a long time because I mean you'll be we'll be working in a like. We'll be working in South Carolina now for almost four years, and someone will turn in a deal, and it's a brand new city for us, which means you got to get a business license, you got to apply for the business license. I have to sign off on some things sometimes to get a business license. It costs hundred bucks. An application takes ten days, so we can't even submit a permit if we've never done business in that small town. Yeah, and sometimes I don't think uh, people realize that. So it's interesting that you have that perspective because you went through that in your own area, even yeah. in those four cities. You've seen the timelines improve, and obviously the the installers stick around and you, you get to know the installers, you know, Luis out there, Juan's cousin. You talk to him a hundred times, right? Yeah. He texts me all the time. Every time he's drunk, <laughs> just like Juan. <laughs> so, um, well, what's the, what's the future for you? What, what city or what state, what do you, what's the next market that you're excited about? I am uh, really excited. We've been working on the Texas side of it, of, of Houston and Austin. Uh, we really want to target a place where we could serve anybody, you know, as far as, you know, Hispanic side too. Um, I'm excited for any market that, you know, that's, that has a lot of potential, any, anywhere where we could find a good leader that, right. you know, like it's, that it's, they've seen us around, they've seen what we have done, what we have been able to accomplish. And um, that is excited to be part of our team. You know, we could, um, we have managed business, you know, I fly, you know, I've been flying a lot like crazy. Um, you know, to visit the teams and train them and support them and also virtually. So, you know, whoever is like excited about being part of the team, like we're here to serve them and support them. Well, there's so. a lot of sales reps out there in the world that don't like they they can't start their own business because it's just an individual person. And yeah. most and most of the time they shouldn't try to start a business as an individual. You start yeah. a business when you have a group of people like three or four or five and you can build. But one yeah. person can't develop more salespeople, get together trainings, get together the resources they need and go out and sell and make money and then manage their project. It's just too hard. So when an individual rep wants a place to land, you guys, you, that's what you want to hear, right? Like you say, Hey, you got someone who wants to sell in Spanish. We can help them grow like their skill set and their business, right? Yeah, that is uh, we're definitely looking out for those people. And then there's those other, um, uh, for example, we just partnered up with a pretty big uh, roofing company, which, you know, we're handling the division of solar and we're training them, putting in the systems and just, you know, motivating their guys and giving them the tools that they need in order for them to like expand that side of it. So those guys are going to sell solar because you're going to train them how to do it or they're going to give you leads and you guys sell it for them. No, uh, we're going to train them and we're going to, we did a partner, we partner up. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be part of our operations. We handle the operations, the finance side of, because the thing is that they just want to ramp up and they just want to bring their volume and they have closers. So all we're going to do is just teach them the tie and wake, you know, cause uh, I don't know if a lot of you guys know, but um, you know, I've been, we has not an exclusive agreement, right. But mm -hmm. I've been, um, you know, I choose to keep on choosing tie in because you know, the relationship that we have built. Right. And also, and I think it's, uh, you know, the time that we've been submitting the deals has been moving forward. And, you know, we have, there's hasn't, it hasn't been perfect. 
That's for sure. Construction right? is never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. But the one thing that I can say, there's definitely been a lot more good than bad, right? And um, obviously, we don't agree in every single thing, thing, right, that happens. But at the end of the day, just like any relationship, I feel like it's worth it to, you know, be patient in some of the times. And I see that a lot in the industry. And people see that, you know, from our company. And they ask us, like, hey, man, like, you know, why are you only, you know, submitting deals to others? Like, you know what? There has been some bad things, but most of them has been good and it's, it has been able to help us like grow to where we're at, right? Like, um, you know, we, we got a couple of recognitions and we haven't been able to get it without a good partner, right? Like, for example, we got, um, you know, where we in 5,000 fastest private growing companies, you know, this year, which is like part of the growth is because we have got, we got good partners, right? And we're not over the place. You're on the um, 5,000 list? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to go to their little, they have... Don't they do it like a gala or some kind of event? Yeah, the gala, and then they have like the mastermind thing, and I just haven't signed up. I just got back from Fiji and all this crazy. You just traveling. got back from Fiji, baller. No, no I've never been there. Chance. You were on vacation in Fiji. It was it was like a seminar, like a business seminar. Um, they don't have the. In, they don't do seminars in Fiji. That's where you go on vacation. I know, I know, but it was actually Which, you and the wife went. Um, it was me and, and our operation. Uh, okay, so yeah. it wasn't a vacation. No, it wasn't a vacation. All right, fine. How long did it take you to get to Fiji? 11 hours. From Where'd you fly out of, L.A.? We flew out of Phoenix and then from Phoenix to L.A. and then to L.A. to Fiji. 11 hours just to Fiji, so it was like a total of like 13 hours. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was tense. It was, it was, I was freaking out after like a crazy traveling for that month. We had Miami. I seen you. Remember when yeah. I seen you? Miami. Then we went to a solar con. And then I went, I came over here to Phoenix and then went back to Yuma. And then, and then it's like, oh, guess what? You got to go to Fiji. I was like, oh, okay, that's what I got. That's do. funny because you, uh, you do travel a lot. I notice when I go on the road and I don't tell you where I'm going, you just are there. Yeah. Like I'll be in Miami and like, oh, Jimmy's here. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like, I guess you was watching social media and then it's all the Oh, Jimmy's here. Oh, okay, it's fine. I can go any random city in the country. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> there you are. Cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's it's, great, though. No, it, it is great. You know, I try to be in the places where, you know, we can meet great people, where we can learn, you know, and we could expand our business, you know. You did that, that dude's podcast in Miami. What was that guy? What? Yeah, Scott. It was the Success Story Podcast. Okay, yeah. good. And so. how many views? It's got like seven views, the same as us. Probably got a lot yeah. more than us. <laughs> no, it seems like, um, no, absolutely not, man. I've seen some of you guys got some. It's definitely increasing a lot of, the people that need to hear it, like they're listening to it. Oh, know, good. Which, is, which I see that. I, I've been following it, which is, I like it, and. I'm glad to be part of it. Well, I'm cool. That I'm, I'm glad you're here, and it's, it's cool that you've uh, shared some of those things. I like this what you said about um, there's been more good than bad because it is the way, because it is construction, and the customers dictate sometimes how the deal will go. A customer can blow up a deal, even though a sales rep did a good job selling it. We've done a good job installing it, but the customer decided after install, but, but prior to PTO, they want to blow up their deal, and then we have – tough decisions as the sales company and the installer where neither one of us are going to get funded. So we try to say, okay, who's going to, who's going to lose money? We're both going to lose money, but what proportion are we going to lose? So we both walk away unhappy that we lost money, but there, those things are going to happen if you do enough volume and you guys have done enough volume where you've seen that kind of stuff happen. Uh, But there is more good than there is bad uh, here at Titan. And, you know, we, I understand when we get roasted or we get a hard time online of like, Oh, Titan did this, Titan did that. Like, yeah, we did. But, what about the good stuff we did? No one ever went on to talk about the good stuff we did. Right. So this year in particular is going to be ta- challenging for the solar industry because of all the things that everybody's been talking about, whether it's supply chain, um, shortages on modules and all stuff, price increases. Um, but people should know, man, it, like we're not trying to, we're not trying to hurt anybody. When we have a price increase, it's going to happen because our costs go up. And so 
when we have changes like that, the people that we have the best relationship with usually take it and they go, I get it. I understand it. You're, yeah. not, you're not trying to make more money off me. You're just trying to like keep your business going. So uh, you guys have always been cool with that kind of stuff. Um, and that's why, you know, that's why you're on the podcast. Not everyone comes on the podcast. You, know, you guys. So I appreciate you being here. Um, what kind of, uh, what kind of contact info would you want someone to have? Like if, if someone was listening to this podcast and they were individual rep and they wanted to get a hold of you specifically to say, Hey man, I'd like to talk about joining your team, whether it's for, you know, English, Spanish, either way, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, of course. We have, um, they could go to a website, RenewablePowerUS.com, and they could fill out, you know, the the program partner up or, you know, career. Um, they could also DM me directly through my Instagram, which is Jimmy Esparza Official, and somebody from my team or myself will be able to, you know, connect with you guys. And um, we also, yeah, that's the way that you guys could connect with us. We have our Facebook. We have all type of flat platforms where you guys could get, uh, be in touch with us. And something to add to it, not only are we looking for brand new, fresh, um, you know, guys that want to join the industry for themselves and, you know, guys that are maybe already in, in the industry and they're single guys. We're also looking for, um, I, I notice a lot of uh, a big area of opportunity with a lot of even teams don't have operations. They don't have finances, you mm -hmm. know, which is, uh, which is a tough thing to do because you have to have somebody that you could trust, like or you have Kyle. You guys have been go way back, you know, as far as you know finances and operations. Um, you know, we do have that staff. You know, where we, where, where we can support, we can do payroll, we could uh, even even help you guys with the operation and help you guys understand a little bit of how the industry works and how and how the project um, starts to finish, right? And I I'm inside here tying quite a few times, mm -hmm. you know. So I've learned from you guys too, you know. So I can say I can learn, you know, from one of the best companies, you know, out there, which is the number one, and you know, as far as solar installs, and not just one year, you know, it's just been consistent, you know, as far as, you know, installation. So you know, we could add tons of value to those people out there that you know have a team too, and they're looking for a home where we have culture, we have cool incentives, um, you know, we're giving out Teslas, we're giving out cool Rolex and things like that, which is, you know, I know some people don't have that. Some people, um, I know because when I was a sales rep. I, I always wanted just money yeah. and I'm not just trying to say I'm, I'm only cared about money, but they would have, they'd have prizes and they'd have trophies and all that stuff. And I'm like, great. How much did this trophy cost? And I'm like, why? <laughs> I go, well, whatever it was, melt it down, turn it into money. Just give me the money. Like, I'm, I don't want the trophy. I don't need that. Like, I always wanted money, but there's no, there's a lot of sales reps that like winning contests and they yeah. like winning. They like winning the Tesla or they like winning the Rolex. And, it, and then when they wear it, it means something to them or when they drive it, it means something to them. So, that's cool that you guys do that. I know a lot of companies will give out prizes to yeah. people need something to shoot for. It's not just, you can't just motivate someone by saying, Hey, you want to make the most amount of money possible? Yeah. But also who do I have to beat? And what do I get to beat them? Yeah. So, so that's kind of cool. Um, the next step for you guys is, uh, I guess just taking over the taking over the whole world, right? You guys, what, what place are you in right now? Aren't you guys in our you're in our top five pretty much every week, right? Um, I should, yeah. Every ever since I've been here, I think you know we're definitely been in the top five. I think prior this past two months we were top two, and uh, this month we should be number one. So Look we're at gonna you. get there, man. We're gonna sustain it and just keep on pushing Look, it. So. Everyone better watch out for you guys, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How many yeah. minutes have we gone for? <laughs> 21 minutes. It's the perfect time. Um, all right. Well, you know what, Jimmy? Thanks yeah. for your time on the podcast. We'll see you guys yeah, on the next you. episode. I'll see you guys. Thank you.